The current legislative session, which was supposed to end on Friday, has been extended to January 19th. This is to allow lawmakers to finalize the general budget and a bill that will allow the use of last year's tax surplus for various items, including cash handouts for the public. The cabinet, which was expected to resign en masse on Friday, will also likely do so on January 19th. If Premier Su Zhenchang does resign, former Vice President Chen Jianren has reportedly put up his hand to take over his post. After a round of negotiations, the ruling and opposition parties on Friday reached a consensus that the current legislative session would be extended until January 19th. First lawmakers will deliberate a bill that proposes to use last year's tax surplus to fund cash handouts for the public, among other items. After this, the legislature will vote on the general budget. We will first examine the provisions of the special budget, pass it as soon as possible, and issue the cash handouts as soon as we can. Only the KMT objects to dealing with the general budget first. You all need to face this honestly. What kind of tricks are you trying to play? Is this a farce or something? Everyone's got their own interpretation of this. According to the usual practice, the Premier will come to the Legislative UN to pay his respects once the general budget has passed. This is the time when pundits are anticipating the Legislative UN to resign en masse. This was expected for Friday, but will now likely happen on January 19th. Teng Minzong himself said the cash handouts can be issued in four days, which is basically impossible. All he's doing is political manipulation. He can see that the DPP may be facing some issues with the cabinet reshuffle, so he's using the general budget deliberations to stall this. In addition, more reports have emerged about the upcoming changes in the executive UN. Former Vice President Chen Zhenren has reportedly put up his hand to be Premier, while the current Defence Minister Chou Guozheng is expected to leave his post. A name that's being touted to fill his place is National Security Council head Wellington Koo, which could make him the first ever civilian defence minister under the administration of President Tsai Ing-wen. Clearing work is continuing on a section of the Suhua Highway where a landslide blocked the entrance of a tunnel early Thursday morning. Transport Minister Wang Guocai says the rubble should be cleared by 5 p.m. on Sunday with traffic to resume once basic safety precautions are in place. Wang says the government has plans to further increase the safety of the cliffside road in the future. One potential project is a nine-and-a-half-kilometer tunnel that could be completed around 2032. An excavator crawls up this pile of rubble to clear out debris. Today is day two of repairs at Suhua Highway, which has been closed off due to a landslide 159.3 kilometers along the highway. At the scene, it's all noise and clouds of dust. The good news is that the side of the hill has stopped collapsing, allowing clearing work to proceed faster than expected. Work is underway around the clock, cracking open big boulders and clearing the entrance. The Directorate General of Highways says the operation should be finished by 5 p.m. on Sunday. The road will open after provisional safety measures are put in place. 
The work on the section is to first let traffic through. Then we will spray concrete on the slope, put up nets, strengthen the structures and so on. None of that should have an impact on traffic flow. The Transport Minister inspected the inside of the affected tunnel on Friday morning. All in all, about 1,200 cubic metres of debris fell on the road, squashing the entrance to the tunnel. He said repairs will continue even after the road opens to traffic. He also voiced hope that a government plan to increase the safety of the highway would kick off construction as soon as possible. The Suhua Highway has bridges and tunnels, and it also goes through Taroko National Park. So the environmental assessment will be carried out until the end of the year. Data needs to be collected on all four seasons to convince the Environmental Assessment Committee. We expect the project to be complete around 2032. The area of the collapse is included in plans to revamp the highway with a 9.5-kilometre tunnel, all to improve the traffic connections in eastern Taiwan and make sure everyone has a safe road home. Until the highway reopens, traffic between Yilan and Hualien will have to take alternate routes, one of which is by ferry, coordinated by the transport ministry. But some drivers say the ferry services are far from ideal. Some say their vehicles were shipped on a different vessel from their own, with different arrival and departure times. Others say they waited for hours before they were informed that their vehicles were not allowed to go on board. Let's get more details. I live in Taoyuan. If we have to go back via the South Link Highway, that would be just under 1,000 kilometers, about 800 kilometers. I can't do that at my age. I came in the afternoon ready to take the ferry, but then we were told that we couldn't bring our vehicles on the ferry. Many of my classmates were riding scooters with white number plates, so they can't use the service. The only option is to go on the Central Cross Island Highway toward Lishan and then go north. Heavy-duty motorbikes with red and yellow number plates can be fixed to the ferry. We advise scooter owners to transport their vehicles by railway instead. Passengers take a number, and then when the time comes, they can register here. We arrange everything, where their vehicles will go and where the passengers will seat. It's a very smooth process. Besides the ferry services, the TRA is adding 12 train services to its regular schedule between Ilan and Hualien. Both rail and sea operators are doing all they can to move travelers until the highway reopens. Now, a heartwarming story of international friendship. Erin, a 22-year-old woman from the U.S. state of Texas, is currently studying in Taiwan as an exchange student. She came here with a very unusual request from her father. He's a police officer, and he wanted Erin to find a Taiwanese police officer with whom to exchange tokens of friendship. When Aaron walked into Wanhua Police Precinct in Taipei, she made a new friend and exchanged mementos that would last a lifetime. 
With a Taiwanese police officer beside her and his patch in hand, U.S. student Erin poses happily for a photo. She came to Taiwan to study with a special object, a police patch belonging to her father. I brought the patch with me in my purse. I took it all around the city uh, before this and I came across the police station and I was like, this is a good opportunity to go inside. We're a little confused at first, um, but I was able to talk to someone in English and explain uh, that I wanted to do an exchange if it was possible. So they said yes, and so we did the exchange, got some nice photos taken. She took out the police officer's patch she had and explained that she would like to do an exchange with a Taiwanese police officer. Her father is also a police officer in the U.S. in Texas. Aaron's father is a highway patrol officer in Texas who has traveled widely and exchanged patches with officers from all around the world as a token of friendship. He gave a patch to his daughter before she came to study in Taiwan, asking her to make an exchange for him and hoping she would pass his respects on to a Taiwanese peer. I think there are similarities. There's the I noticed while I was in the station different types of uniforms and some people would have like thicker vests and stuff which reminded me of my dad's because they would, depending on where you're stationed, you'd have a different type of uniform. This is not an official event, but of course it will be quite a big help towards strengthening the relationship between the people of our two nations and our governments. In Taiwan, Erin is more than 10,000 kilometers away from her homeland of Texas. While pursuing her studies, she's managed to fulfill her father's wish and made a connection that will last long into the future. New Taipei's Lantern Festival is set to kick off on January 26 at a playground in the New Taipei Metropolitan Park in Sanchong. On Friday, New Taipei Mayor Ho Yi held a ceremony with renowned Taiwanese opera star Chen Yalan, giving a preview of what's in store. The sneak peek included the portable lanterns that will be handed out by the city government. They come in the shape of a rabbit to signify the year of the rabbit and can be worn as a hat. They will be given out at the event on January 29th and again at local district offices on February 3rd and 4th. This year, the main lantern at the festival will be a space-themed rabbit, which is set to be lit at 7 p.m. on January 26. Ahead of the Lunar New Year Festival, long lines were seen at many banks on Friday. People were hoping to get hold of freshly printed bills to put into traditional New Year red envelopes known as Hongbao. From now until next Thursday, over 450 bank branches from eight of Taiwan's financial institutions will be providing new banknotes at their counters. Each person is limited to 100 new 100NT bills, while bills in other denominations are also issued at the bank's discretion. On Friday, nearly 20 people were seen queuing outside a bank. As soon as it opened at 9 o'clock a.m., they entered one by one. They were all there to get hold of freshly printed paper money. The first in line had come to queue more than half an hour before the bank's opening. We came here at 8.30 a.m. from Guangdu to change money into 100, 500, 1,000 and even 2,000 NT notes. We come here every year, but this year we thought we'd have better luck if we were the first in line. If people want to exchange money at the Bank of Taiwan, this year they need to first fill in a form supplying details of the exchange. 
altogether five counters are open for money exchange. One is dedicated purely for the exchanges of 200 NT and 2000 NT notes. There was also a couple who had come to exchange money together. We both had some free time, so we came here for a stroll together. Lunar New Year is nearly here. It's time to get festive. People are rushing to exchange money for freshly printed banknotes, which this year will be available for five working days from January 13th to January 19th. People can make such exchanges at eight financial institutions that include the Bank of Taiwan, the Land Bank of Taiwan, the Taiwan Cooperative Bank and the First Commercial Bank. Exchanges can be made at a total of 454 branches. Each person is limited to 100 new 100 NT dollar bills, while bills of other denominations are made available at the bank's discretion. There's also the option of going to an ATM to get some fresh notes. ATM, yeah, 90% of ATMs issue new bills. So far, 7.7 .7 billion NT in new bills has been issued by ATMs, while 6.8 billion NT has been issued at bank counters. To avoid long waits, don't go to the bank right after opening, when office workers are on a break, or when the bank is about to close and everyone is in a rush to get things done. The central bank has created an online map so that people can find their closest money exchange point at their leisure. The Lunar New Year break is just around the corner and for many people that's a time to travel abroad or back to one's hometown. For pet owners, however, it can be a bit of a headache as they have to find someone to take care of their little loved ones while they're away. Businesses specializing in these kinds of services, often called pet hotels, say they're almost fully booked. Let's hear from them. Grooming and accommodation are hard to book because more people seek out these services for the Lunar New Year. In November, after Taiwan removed travel quarantines, more and more people started taking trips abroad. Our openings for the Lunar New Year have been fully booked since late December. The business owner says he invested 5 million NT back in July and August to expand the pet hotel by 70 ping, adding activity spaces and more room types. He also hired three more keepers so that his furry guests will get all the attention they need. He says with revenue up by 70 percent, more business opportunities are sure to come in the future. And now we meet a young martial arts prodigy. Wu Zhongxiu just might be the successor of Bruce Lee. He holds the Guinness World Record for the most gold medals at the youngest age. Wu started martial arts after he was diagnosed with a hyperactivity disorder. Now, at just 11, he has hundreds of gold medals under his belt from competitions around the world. His father says his energy is a gift. His face is set with concentration, his breath is controlled. When his fists come out, they find the target. Wu Zhongxiu's graceful frame launches into a flying somersault, then kicks up a whirlwind. This little martial artist is just 11 years old, but he's already an old hand at martial arts tournaments in Taiwan and abroad. With 315 gold medals to his name, he's won the Guinness World Record for the most gold medals at the youngest age. 
My wish is to go further than Bruce Lee. I haven't done that yet, so I have to keep working hard constantly. I can't give up. I have to keep studying and competing. He looks like a little boy, but when he gets into a fight, he's fiercer than most adults. Wu has already made big waves in the sport and dreams of becoming a martial arts superstar. Hyperactive is just a medical category. I think that is his gift. He has more energy than other people. If we make good use of it, then good things will result. Wu's journey with martial arts began in early childhood when he was diagnosed with hyperactivity disorder. That worried his father, but after a chance encounter with contact sports, they found martial arts could help their son focus. Now that worry has dissolved in the joy of sports and the satisfaction of each day of training. The Taipei International Book Exhibition will be making a comeback on January 31st. This year, the theme is The Multiverse of Reading, which is aimed at showcasing the diversity of Taiwan's publishing culture. What are the highlights of this year's show? Our reporter Stephanie Yang gives us a preview. The Taipei International Book Exhibition will return this year on January 31st. Poland will serve as the event's guest of honor for the first time and hold three exhibitions at the Polish Pavilion. On top of that, eight Polish writers have been invited to give talks. I think the biggest highlight is a theme country, Poland. Poland has been planning this for two to three years, and they will also send a delegation from Poland with nearly 30 people. Most of them are coming to Taiwan for the first time. They're looking forward to it. It will bring with them eight writers. The overall design of the Polish-themed pavilion is quite exquisite, made by Polish designers with Polish elements. They are bringing a lot of items with them from Poland. The exhibition will feature eight major book areas with a variety of genres and subjects in various languages. Organizers say that with Taiwan's borders reopened, around 30 countries will make a showing in the international exhibition area. There are so many countries in the international exhibition area that couldn't come to Taiwan a few years ago, so this time the international area is very lively. In addition to Poland, South Korea has also expanded its participation in the exhibition. Japan has returned and Italy for the first time will have its own independent exhibition hall with nearly 11 booths. There is also France, Germany, Hong Kong, Belgium and more. We have about 30 countries exhibiting. This year's theme is the Multiverse of Reading, which showcases the diversity of Taiwan's publishing culture and encourages readers to interact with books through their five senses. The content of this curatorial exhibition is quite rich, just like the theme of the Multiverse of Reading. Our Taipei International Book Fair is not only multiplex, but also diverse, and it is a colorful presentation of the five senses. The multiverse refers to our exhibition area, our themed activities, and our diversity. Everyone knows that since last year, and especially this year, the Ministry of Culture and various ministries and commissions are doing their best to promote national languages. On this important international occasion, we will also present multiple languages. The fair will also feature a variety of activities, including book signing events, lectures, DIY workshops, and performances. The event will run from January 31st to February 5th at the Taipei World Trade Center. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Li Yi Han in Taipei. 
Well, the balmy weather we've been having will end soon. The Central Weather Bureau says that starting Sunday, temperatures will drop sharply with lows of 11 degrees in northern Taiwan and it'll be rainy for a few days. Though the mercury will rise a bit on Thursday, the cooler weather is here to stay, at least until the Lunar New Year. The sun shines bright and people are out and about enjoying the fair weather. These past two days have been a pleasant respite from the cold, but that's soon to change with the approaching of a front on Saturday. We expect this front to gradually approach Taiwan tomorrow. That means there will be more moisture around Taiwan. That will bring instability. There's also a continental cold air mass moving south. So from Sunday to next week, it will be significantly colder. The Central Weather Bureau says temperature lows on Sunday will slip by 8 degrees in low-lying areas in the north, with temperatures generally below 20 degrees. The cold weather will be most intense on Monday and Tuesday, with lows in the north hitting 11 and 12 degrees, and 15 to 16 degrees in central and southern Taiwan. Temperatures will bounce back on Thursday. On Thursday, the cold will ease and temperatures will climb back up somewhat. But afterward, there may be more cold air moving south toward Taiwan. So from Sunday to just before the Lunar New Year, or even the beginning of the Lunar New Year, Taiwan will see generally cooler weather. If you want to enjoy some fair weather, better make the most of Saturday, as the days ahead are set to be chilly and rainy.